0: I'm June Sarpong and welcome to Championing Women's Voices, the podcast from NatWest sharing stories of incredible women and their work. In this series, I'm speaking to guests from all walks of life, business, sport, entertainment and activism to discuss strategies for success, whatever that means, and to learn how we can inspire and support one another. Okay, so I've got a bit of a joke for you. So why did the golfer change their pants? because they got a hole in one. Get it? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't worry. I haven't embarked on a comedy career. But by the end of the show, I might do. As we look at how even the most terrible pun can be helpful. But it might have to be one slightly better than the terrible joke I've just given you there. Uh, And to teach me how to be funny, really funny, uh, I am joined by two fabulous guests today who are using comedy to help women find their voices. I have in the studio... Lynn Parker, founder and chief executive of Funny Women, the UK's leading female comedy community. Hi, Lynn. Hello. How are you, love? I'm good. I'm what, do you, good. what do you think of my bad joke? Terrible. But that's the point. Right. Yeah. You always laugh
1: at a terrible You pun. do. You,
0: you sort of laughed, didn't you? At least yeah, you pretended yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And alongside us, we have Lynn's partner in crime, the fabulous comedian Jenny Bolt, who recently won the Silver Stand-Up Award at the Leicester Comedy Festival. Oh, yes. And you beat eight other comedians in the finals, didn't you? Yes, I did. How yes. does that feel? Great. Can you tell us a bit more about this? Because you explained this before we started recording and I thought it was hilarious. It's amazing. <laughs> tell <laughs> us what the Silver Stand Up right. Award actually is. Well,
2: Silver Stand Up Award is an award um, given to comedians over 55. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be over 55 to enter and it's part of the Leicester Comedy Festival. That's and amazing. it's great because, you know, older comedians do need a platform yeah. where they can be heard and where they can, you know, be funny. Funny because we are funny. Life just gets more hilarious mm. as you get older. It does. She, looks, she looks
1: pretty good for 85, She looks she? Fabulous. Yeah, I do. I look yeah. great. Yeah. And, she, um, she looks fabulous <laughs> for whatever age she
2: is.
0: It's working. Both of um, you. Both
1: uh, of you. Uh, Thank
2: so, you. Yeah, it was, it was great to win. And I and I must admit, it felt like a bit of an X Factor moment when they said in the winner of the 2020 Silver Stand-Up Award mm. is and they gave it a bit of a pull. <laughs> and then said Jenny Bolt. I Woo! actually did leap up and down for joy. <laughs> the other people were hanging on to their Zimmer frames and I did that. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: But, yeah, it's great. Do you think there is ageism in the comedy world? Oh, yeah. Or is it more for women? Is it more women that experience it than men? Because
1: there's lots of old male comedians. Yeah. Well, all old male comedians think they're hilarious, Mm. of course, don't they? But, yeah, I I don't know if there's... There's ageism, generally, in the world of comedy. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of blokes will hang on to their careers, where I think women just think, do you know what, I can't be bothered. Yeah, It's just too much effort. But we... Since we started Funny Women up 18 years ago Mm. this year, Mm -hmm. uh, I have seen more older women, I mean, depending on what you call older women, yeah, but say women in their late 40s, uh, definitely a trend. And I, I, you know, I personally think that when you get to that sort of age and you've got more life experience, you care less as well. You care less, you've got more stories to tell. And actually, we are. Very funny. funny. I agree. Women
0: are funny. We are you know. hilarious.
1: I think also when you
2: get to that age, especially if you've had kids, you just want to get out.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah get out of the house. <laughs> get, get out. Get your life back. Either that or get away from yeah. your boring and your husband. husband. Your, yeah, husband, yeah. your <laughs>
2: husband stopped listening to you shouting, so you go out and shout <laughs> at an audience, get rid of all your angst. So anyway, <laughs> shall we talk
0: more about what you two actually yes. do? So I'm going to start with you, Lynn. You, you mentioned uh, Funny Women, obviously, mm. um, which is the UK's lead. Female community, how did it all come about?
1: Well, it came about because of a misogynistic man, of course. No, yes. Tell me. Absolutely. Well, I, ha- I had a whole other life in journalism and PR. Mm. Uh, it does feel like another life now. And in the late 90s, I was brought in as a publicist for a comedy club that was launching in London. Yep. Um, it was actually in the Embassy Club on Tottenham Court Road, oh God, which yeah. is now a Spearmint Rhino. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's famous for, those of us of certain age will remember the Jack D Show. Used yeah, I loved the Jack D. Um And this club took over. It was an American brand and they took over the club. Anyway, Very, very long story, but there were men booked every night and they Mm. never booked any women. Wow. And I just got fed up with it and I just said, well, why don't you book any women? There must be some brilliant women out there. And the promoter turned around and said to me, well, no, women aren't funny (gasps) and there aren't any funny women. And that's as close as I've ever got in my life to a light bulb moment where I've thought, hang on a minute. I don't believe you. And I just went away seething and then came back with this proposal that we run a comedy night called Funny Women. Again, didn't work out too well. There was all a big row with the different people involved with the club. They all fell out with each other. Um, the American partner went back to the States. He was the guy that had hired me. I was stuck with the English guys. They got rid of me. I got fired. And I just... I just had that moment where I thought, you know what? It's too good an idea to let it go. Mm. And I did the smartest thing I've ever done in my entire life. What was when that? I knew absolutely nothing about internet or websites or whatever, I registered the URL. Funny, Funny women. Oh. And someone, had, Well, I wasn't clever, but someone had said to me, maybe you should register the URL. Once I'd looked up... We didn't have Google in those days. Uh, what or found out what a URL was? I thought, oh yeah, that's quite a good idea. We might need a website one day. Little did I know this was about 1999. So um, oh it a is bit, quite so a different. Yeah, tried
0: to buy that URL.
1: Yeah, well, you know. So As, we. That's bought, your pension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're worth anything these days. But we. Um, so I did that. Had the website, and then there was a big gap between having that thought and getting the first event off the ground which Mm -hmm. I eventually did in 2002 Mm -hmm. because some really unpleasant things happened in the world Mm. in 2001 and it just took us a bit longer Mm. and the first event I ever did was a really big charity night and to this day it's still the biggest event I've ever run don't ever want to go back there <laughs> it's a big <laughs> event made every mistake that you do you know but uh what came out of that was the thing that I really really wanted to do I mean everyone thinks you know I always get asked questions when people meet me say oh, are you a comedian no um who've you met they want to know all the famous people mm. we've met you know mm. they're very interested in that <laughs> and the third story usually at a gig is where's the toilet because everyone thinks you look important, so you must know where the losers. are. They're my three questions. And um, I just uh, was very lucky that one of the people who gave us some sponsorship money for the first event knew that I wanted to run a competition for female comedians. And they said, we'll back you. Amazing. And I did the second smartest thing, which was, I called it the Funny Women Awards. Mm. And even though the sponsor was Baby Sham and they did, Toy with me calling it Baby Sham Awards. I didn't. Good, because interestingly, people still refer to the Perrier Awards in the comedy world, and of course, it hasn't been Perrier now for about ten years or longer. Yes, they still do. So, I two two smart moves, possibly from a PR background. So that was the awards launched in two thousand and three, and we had scraped together seventy women for one award. And last year's awards, two thousand nineteen, we had. I think it was over 1,200 women involved as entrance nominees. The Writing Award, we had 700 scripts last wow. year. Mm-hmm. We had 450 entries for the Stage Award. So we, and we have five different awards now. So it's turned into a bit of a a big thing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but it's all not-for-profit. We're a community interest company. And then we do all sorts of other stuff like workshops and corporate work. Which is really important for people to understand is that that money that we use that for all our outreach stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. The outreach is really. People don't really understand my motivation because we all need money, and yes, I like to have money, but the motivation for me is is the outcome, is the legacy, is the empowering women, the empowering women, and I don't know if people sometimes possibly don't really understand that, I'm sure both, I know both of you do, Mm -hmm. but that whole thing about being an advocate for other women is what drives me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a comedian, so I don't get the adulation. I'm the, I am the one they ask where the toilets are, literally. <laughs> you know, it's the glamorous side of what I do. Jenny, you are an actress. You I are
0: a comedian. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Tell me what that journey's been like, being an actual funny woman.
2: Stand-up has been something, ever since it very first started, you know, the first wave of alternative. Mm. I can remember... So long ago, I was still at Dartington College of Arts and I'd come up to London for, I don't know what sort of break it was, and I knew about the comedy store. And I went to the very first comedy store, and I remember it was in Leicester Square, and I went up in a lift oh, with yeah. a very yeah. unknown Ben Elton. Mm. And I got up on stage and told a terrible joke and was gonged off in <laughs> seconds. But that just goes to show that's when I was sort of bitten by it. Mm. But there was that bit of me that just still wanted, you know, to be serious and be an actress and mm. be taken seriously. Darling, and darling. And <laughs> darling, darling. And, um, and then when I left and I got involved with some people at the East London Tavern and there was lots of comedy there and I did it for a while. But then I got lots and lots of acting work. Loads of it. Yeah. And so I just thought, oh, this is, this is great. But yeah. then that sort of stopped, and I kind of think I went a bit scared and felt like I'd missed the boat. Then cut to a long time later, and I was working at the Old Vic, and it was coming to the end of my job, and I was thinking, oh, God, you know, it's going to be December, we'll have Christmas, and then what, you know, unemployment looms. And I thought, right, I've got to have something to look forward to. And I'd already heard of Funny Women and been to one of the oh. Funny Women Awards. Yeah. Yeah. with a very well-known comedian actress called Dune McKeek. Mm, so we'd gone together. She mm. introduced me to Lynn. So when I finished at the Old Vic, I thought, I've got something to look forward to. And I thought, right, I'm going to go to a time of the month and I'm just going to get up and do five minutes, no
1: matter what. Is that what, what
0: they're called, the time <laughs> of the month? <laughs> time <laughs> the of the, the month. time of the yeah. month
1: are our open mic nights okay. that we I run now that. run yeah. in London yeah. regularly, yeah. but also in other parts of the country.
0: How brilliant.
2: So I, I went to that, and being a typical slightly lazy actress, I uh, left it right Right until about two hours before I was going to leave, before I actually wrote anything down. Mm. And I put something together and I just thought, you know, it's fine, this is a friendly night. I'm just gonna mm. go and see if I can make anybody laugh. Mm. And I and I did. Mm. And I had already chatted to Lynn that evening, and I just remember Lynn coming over to me and looking at me and saying, um, you said you've done this before, and I said, Yes, and she looked at me, and she said, but get back in the saddle. <laughs>
1: That, wow. that sounds like me. And I'm so, very bossy. Good. She's very
2: bossy. And then I went back to the next one, and then Lynn came to me and said, "You want to come and work with me?" So I'm what was go the into first business.
0: thing you guys did together? Oh, um, Do you wi- remember? Women in Rail. Women in Rail. <laughs> of course it was, and it was massive. <laughs> Do you remember? Because. About two hundred
2: women in a room. Well, we and we had to in we, York. But we, you did your work tonight, yeah. I did mine, and then we swapped them over. It was like it was a yeah, Each still one do that. was two hours.
1: Yeah, we, and we had loads of women, and we did we did we did <laughs> several events for them. Actually, yeah. we do. We do. It's sort of precursor to the stuff that we now do with Nat West as well. Mm. Um, very similar, actually. Yeah. Um, nothing much changes, and I think you know what's really interesting is that. The common thread, whether they're women, and the women in rail were really interesting because they came from right across the the yes. industry. So you'd have literally women train drivers mm. and um, porters, or whatever they call them, porters uh, and engineers, engineers, and station staff, and and administrative and HR right and, through. Yeah. yeah, wow. So you really did have a mix of women, and that was the thing that was so fantastic about it. Brilliant. And to have a, you know two hundred women. Doing crazy sketches and mad stuff mm. and just letting go and being mm. free. And you know, it always makes me laugh when we do these things because, in a lot of you probably know this, June, as well. You know, in the business world, mm. there's been a lot of focus on you know, it's not shoulder pads in this era, but everyone's very smart and mm. they're all in their little slim dresses mm. and they're very high, high heels. heels. Yes. And we arrive usually in our trainers, Love it. Uh, or our sketches or yeah. whatever we're wearing, and we're <laughs> going, we make them and we say to them. Um, you might want to take your shoes off mm-hmm.
0: and relax. And yeah. relax. Yeah. Because and I, they, all, they
2: all go. Always come into the room, and they always come in with their notepads. Yeah. And a handbag, and then they sit there, and then you, then you go. Um, actually, you can put your handbags under the chair and put your notebooks down, and you might want to take off your shoes
1: at any point if because we're going to relax. Be- no, because you're going to be on your feet. Yeah. yeah. So I a lot of it, it. A lot of it is about being in the moment mm. and getting. And you know, I think that. <sighs> I think it's. I think men have always had the uniform and the things, and I think we've always we've sort of created our own barriers. Yeah. And a lot of really great business or great business ideas or creativity comes when you break those barriers down. I agree. And uh, you know what is? It's just such a thrill when you've. (laughs) Yeah. We we often sit and have a glass of wine and talk about different things that we've seen. In in events, yeah. I when mean, that
0: wall comes that wall down. comes down, let's talk about you, Jenny, in terms of your career. What would you say has been the hardest moment, and what's been the best?
2: Okay, well, I think for any actor, the hardest thing is not acting, mm-hmm. because then I think that knocks your confidence, and every job that you interview, or audition, you go for becomes a bit more important than the last, and so I think. In all areas, business world, any world, where you could be in a situation where, for ever the reason you didn't get the promotion you wanted, you get a bit knocked yeah. back, you know, or there was you wanted to move sideways and somebody blocked you. It's so the same with acting. If you if you you can't be completely in control of it, and so I think resilience because there's always a danger that it can knock your confidence. Yeah, and and a very good friend of mine when I was you know going through a period of time and I just didn't have any acting work at all, and she she just said to me, look, you know what you're suffering from is a loss of confidence but your confidence can't it never really leaves you mm. it comes and then it, it you know it, it comes back mm. you know you just it's it not there Yeah, yeah it it does. you know confidence you feel it's gone but it's always there yeah, you and always it just needs something to, to trigger into it Yeah,
0: Lynn can I ask you because you've talked about how passionate you are in helping women to find their voice mm. so much so that it's not even about the money for you it's a calling it's a purpose yeah, don't, don't, money don't, helps hey come yeah. on yeah, don't tell my bank. No, I won't tell you. <laughs> Is that, in
2: that way? It is, It yeah. is.
0: Money helps, but this is a calling and, and yeah. it's a purpose, as it were. Yeah. So yeah. can you tell me some of the best breakthroughs you've had in terms of seeing the
1: change oh. Oh. in women who've gone through your programme? Well, it's always great when you see some of the women that have come through the competition. And you know what? We don't make them the stars. They make themselves, you Mm. know. Um, We're just a platform. We're somewhere that puts these people up there and we run a competition and we run gigs. But it's so fantastic when people that you've seen literally on their first or their second gig, and I've seen quite a few people who are now quite famous on their first or second gig. Wow. And they're now on television or, you know, running, you know, hosting chat shows uh, I mean... Selling out stadiums. Selling out stadiums. <laughs> a bit harder, I think, that. But, you know, Catherine Ryan is a really good example yeah. mm. of somebody who is unbelievable. She's, I think, now the most successful female stand-up
0: Isn't based in
1: the UK. She won the competition in 2009. Her runner-up was Sarah Pascoe. Oh, my goodness. That was a good year. Um, also, can you tell me how... The sort
0: of facilitation works when you do your workshops, like the stuff that you do with Nat West. What is yeah. that process like? It's yeah, about are. getting
1: people to listen to each other. Mm, and build, what, trust yeah, as build trust Build well. trust Because what we do, we all arrive, don't we, in a big room full of people. We do this awful thing where we all go, oh, hello, my and we all talk, tell each other what we do. Yeah. But we don't take it in at all. No. no we, we're just no. kind of paying lip service to the whole thing. So a lot of what we do is about just getting people to really engage and really listen. Mm. So you might not remember someone's name, but you might remember something they've done yeah or, or how you felt story. around them. Yeah, yeah exactly back to the energy thing how mm. you feel about someone mm-hmm. I do that all the time I'm very you know I I just sometimes you pick up on somebody you think they've, they've got really negative energy yeah and I think in business if you're working in business and I you know I, I do feel you know we talked about the fact that I'm not money orientated but I still have to make money of and course. have bring money in yeah. to keep the business going. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that'll get, when I get my biggest moments where I think, I just don't feel comfortable about this. Something's not mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And so yeah. a lot of what we do is about trusting your instincts. Yes. And working with that. Yeah. There's two things that are really important mm-hmm. um, that I always try and put forward when we're talking about this kind of thing. Is number one, humour and people who are funny are memorable.
0: Yes, true. We always remember Just somebody true. that's funny, you yeah.
1: know? And the other thing that happens is quite often the first thing someone says when they come into the room for one of our events is, you know, I'm not funny. Oh, yeah. And I'm not funny. You're not going to make me be funny. <laughs> You're not going to make... And we go, no, 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 don't worry. Just come in, mm. take your shoes off, have it relaxed, you know, go and get a cup of tea, whatever. And 90% of them... Would, will say something along yes. those lines and then fast forward the thing finishes and they've all they're all hot and flush, flushed from running around and uh, doing whatever uh, uh. and they go out and then they'll say I never thought, thought I, I would do buy. that or I could yeah. do that yeah, yeah. and that That is magic. That is that is the best thing. Somebody says I never thought I'd ever
2: be able to get up in front of people and and, and do that. And also just watching the way that women within business work together. Mm. And often they don't know each other, but they're given things to do. Yeah. And and after that's kind of towards the end of the workshop. So they've Mm. been through this process where they have to listen, Mm. where they are communicating and really trying to think on their feet. And the last thing we're putting pressure on them to do is to be funny. And hey Presto, they're hilarious. And the ideas that they come up with are mind-blowing. I I mean, they're so funny that you, there's always a gem as well. There's always one that you'll remember. So, And and you can feel the confidence in the room just growing and growing and growing and as their confidence grows so we can give more and more and then they can take it on board. And it's, I'm very proud of what we
1: do. Yeah, I love great? it. I love it. I okay. love it.
0: And do you think that the skills that you teach the women in your workshops are transferable? So, I.e., yes. if they're
1: becoming funny in your workshop, is that actually going to help them yeah. in the workplace? Well, the, the whole, so. the whole. Um, what was happening is that people were coming to the workshops who worked in companies, and they said, "This is great. Will you come and do this in my business?" Amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's how it that how, like, how so it how grew it organically. Everything's by, yeah, yeah, Everything's by accident. You know, yeah. it, it never. I never really plan. plan in the way that I should do, um, but it all just works yeah. itself out. Yeah.
0: How has this helped you, Jenny, being a part of the sort of the whole process that Lynn
2: created? Oh, it's it's. I mean, I I also. As I've said before, I'm a little bit of a jack-of-all-trades because yeah. when you're an actor, you have to do other things. I've also done quite a bit of teaching, and I have those skills. Mm. Um, and I, it's a, just a perfect combination because there's an element of performance. There is. There's an element of comedy because we make the workshop fun, and Lynn and I do work work to, together in mm. in doing the, the games and the exercises. And I think it's also given me more confidence. I think stand-up's given me more confidence. I think it's a great platform for for me to to voice my opinions yeah. or to give my world view. Yeah. And um, in fact, so much so that I'd almost say, you know, as being an actor, you're sort of a pawn in the whole thing, mm. whereas as a stand-up, it is just me and my things. And I think I bring that into the workshop. And you, as I said, you do see the women's confidence grow. Mm. And I do think that they take it out of the room with them.
0: Okay, so I want to know, this is questions for both of you, who inspires you?
1: Jenny, you want to
2: go first? I'm gonna be honest here, but it just it does sound like I'm brown nosing a bit. But Lynn inspires <laughs> me.
1: I did not brief her.
2: No. Um, no, but Lynn does inspire me, I actually. Bet she I does. think um just to be able to plough on through the ups and downs she must have had over 18 years and bring funny women to where it is, is fantastic. I think um it's 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 actually not the big names. My sister inspires me. I've mm. got amazing friends that inspire mm-hmm. me. Something that keeps coming back into my mind in terms of stand up is that I can remember the first time that I saw Marty Kane.
0: Oh, oh I love Marty I Kane. Love and
2: Marty this Kane. has been coming up quite a lot with me Jenny recently. Jenny is quite like Marty
0: You Kane. remind me of her. You are well, like her. And
2: she yes, looked yes, quite does. a lot like my mum, and my mum loved her. Yes. And I'm thinking,
0: actually.
2: I can trace back to the time when I was in awe of a woman mm. yeah. making people laugh in a yeah. ball gown in, in a ball gown, gown and then glamorous and then as a, obviously <laughs> as a child of course it's she's um, amazing oh she's gone lucy i love lucy uh, oh of course of course
0: i mean but she's that the was teeny, the teeny tiny she's yeah. original
2: but lady. i think if it's stand up i think there's something now for me i keep because it's been recently floating up in my mind thinking it was Marty Kae I'm with incredible
0: you incredible woman was amazing. when
2: women didn't do things like that no, and never she was had the their only own woman
0: sh- on on, on, British yeah, TV. on British TV in America
2: is a bit more so
0: and also a working class woman working a class. working class that woman too yeah. yeah so
2: I would amazing. I would say that but I get inspired by friends as well just yeah. for their tenacity their bravery their honesty
0: yeah.
2: and uh, and and yeah any woman that can just
0: Get up keep, there and do it. Just
2: keep on going. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. So yeah.
0: Love that, Lynn. The well, inspiration that you are. Well, apart who from you too, you. done. done <laughs> yes, <darling>. of
1: course. <laughs> um, I started my career in women's magazines okay. and I <laughs> ended up uh aged 21 working for a magazine that was then called Harper's yeah and I was very much the lowest of the low I was the fashion junior Mm -hmm. I was actually called the fashion junior and my job was to type all the fashion credits up so all the fashion editors were very glamorous they'd all go off with their very smart designer clothes and their dogs they all had dogs and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I would be left to type up all the notes. Mm-hmm. And this is pre computer. So it was <laughs> triplicate carbons. I wasn't a very good typist. Okay. And I hated, I hated this job, but I knew it was important because I knew you'd climb the ladder. Mm. Anyway, where I sat in the office, I sat next to two people. I sat next to the beauty assistant, who was a very glamorous woman called Sarah Griffiths. And she worked for a woman called Leslie Kenton mm. and Leslie Kenton was honestly, she was, I don't know how old she was then, but I reckon she was in her 40s mm. and she always wore white oh. and she had blonde, she was American mm. and she had a very beautiful sort of wonderful floppy bob mm. and these white clothes and she used to waft into the office oh, she did in a haze of whatever perfume she was wearing And she took me under her wing and she helped me. She knew I was bored writing these credits. And she used to get me to help with the beauty things and let me write a few beauty articles. So I went from being, I think, a little bit in love with this woman, Mm. actually. She Mm, just was beautiful. I had a a real girl crush on her. Yeah, and kind. And she was kind Mm. and she was absolutely everything I wanted to be Mm. or thought I could be. Um, as you can see, darling, just like that. Of no. uh, but she, she just was so generous and so lovely, mm. and I had quite a. It was quite a. It sounds like a, a funny thing, but actually, it was quite awful. It was a pretty horrible job. I was really, you know. It was making tea, taking mm. the dogs out for yeah, walk. The dogs <laughs> right in the fashion credits. It, yeah. it wasn't glamorous no. at all, and what that that gave me a little little taste of what it was like to have my name in print. Mm. And I went from there, from that extreme, to working for a teenage magazine called Mirabelle, mm. where I was the fashion fashion and beauty editor. Wow! Wow! And I had my own. My own pages. Darling. Darling. I used to and I loved it, yeah. I loved it. So I think those kind of people are re- I they think it's really important to be like that. It yeah. is.
0: And also I suppose it it set the template for for the kind of leader you yeah. would be, isn't it? Yeah, and why it matters. So. Yeah. It? In nurturing yeah, She was really
1: kind and talent. You know, she was beautiful but kind and inspirational. Brilliant. Mm. Okay. Oh, can I put you yeah, cool. uh, out just,
2: to, just on, the, on the back of that, how we remember people. Mm. I did it also at school, junior school, as it was called when I was young, um, have a teacher called Miss Brooks, mm. who oh, basically yeah. I think led me to believe that I could do anything if I studied. Mm. So that's another one. So similar thing, yeah.
0: Miss Brooks. <laughs> you always remember that important teacher. Yeah. Mine's a woman called Mrs. Calhig. She's a great woman. Still alive, still amazing. And does she oh. inspire you? Ah, oh, yeah. She was phenomenal. In fact, I've been to see her lots of times. <gasps> Have no- you? Have of you. Yeah, she's yeah. a great teacher. Um, she must be proud of you. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Well, you know, she played her part. <laughs> um, so what I want to know from both of you is what's next for Funny Women? What's immediately
1: next? Yeah. Is the and what's long term next is, as well? Can is uh, a whole series of events for International Women's Day. And then straight into the launch of the 2020 Funny Women Awards. Oh. Oh. Feminist Roadshow. Feminist Roadshow with Fawcett Society. Oh, we um, love Sam. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a series of events with NatWest. Looking forward yeah, to Yeah, so massively. we're back on the road. I think uh, it's kind of around, we'll be on the road a lot in May and June because mm-hmm. we'll be doing Funny Women Awards and some more work around the country with NatWest, which we are... And the Feminist Roadshow. And the Feminist Roadshow, which will be probably more autumn. We're doing one event very soon and then we'll be back on the road. I think that's going to straddle longer term into the year. I do actually quite like the stuff going around the country because i think we are very london i think generally yeah all of us are london centric you've got to get out yeah you've got to get out Yeah. yeah yeah
0: so um over the series i have one thing that i ask every guest that comes on the show um maybe you've touched on it but you know i will ask it um who is your champion so if there's one person or story that you could pick and think of as your champion who and what would it be
2: I actually do I'm gonna say it's such a cliche but it's my mum
0: oh mum
2: um she's no longer with us mm-hmm. but yeah my mum who was an amazing woman she had eight children she still works. she used to run the uh, she was the manageress of the golden eggs if you remember those <laughs> in town which was always a very oh. seemed a glamorous job to me what
0: was the golden Eggs? like like
2: like um like a wimpy bar amazing. They were called the golden egg. <laughs> Um, and then she also became um, very important in our community. She literally fought battles to change people's lives. What a woman. So she was amazing and um, and we still miss her. A but great
0: yeah. role model for you. Yeah.
2: Lovely. Absolutely, because I'd like to affect and change people's lives and we do that.
1: But you do that. Everywhere mm. we go. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: thank Brilliant. you. Brilliant.
1: Um, I've got two things I wanted to say, actually. Mm-hmm. Was one was, to go back to the previous question... Which was about what's coming up was the most important thing. I forgot to say. I knew I'd forgotten something. Was that we're eighteen this year? Yeah, and we're having a really big celebration party. Uh, so we're having a co- kind of coming of age eighteenth birthday event with Joe Brand at the helm, which we're all very excited about. So, leading on from that, I would like to, I would like to think that Joe Brand is a bit of a champion. She kind of is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, know, you know, because she very. You know, I've got to know her over the years. I've been running Funny Women. She's done bits and bobs for us quite a few times, actually. And she's so generous. Yeah. And she doesn't ask anything back. In you know. Time. And I think she's brilliant as yeah. well as a writer. She she encompasses everything that we do in the world of comedy writing, producing. You know, she's a performer. She hosts panel shows. I mean, she's she, she's just brilliant. She's amazing. And. Um, I think what she's done by coming on board as our matron is it's not just about championing me. It's about championing the whole cause of Funny Women and the women within it. And I think that a lot of the women within the community, like Jenny and my colleagues, you know, Becky and and Kate and Mariana and Emily and... I, I will now have forgotten to say a million people but they all know who they are they're the ones that champion me mm-hmm. I own Tracy Tracy yeah. on our advisory board oh she's she's an amazing woman and she just champions us she's so brilliant and they're the kind of people that I think have championed me because I I often lose the will you know mm-hmm. I, I probably once or twice a week think why am I doing this mm-hmm. and I know that one of those women is on the end of the phone to give me a bit of a, a boost, yeah. you know. And I think that's, as women, we need to do that to each other. You know, right. you need you need to be able to have that. So your champions are the... The champions are like the people who, who are your... I always people say to what who are your best friends. They're the people who you can ring in the middle of the night yeah. in a crisis. Yeah. So in a business context, they're the women or men you can ring in the middle of the day and say, help! I don't
0: now. know how to do this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're the people you need. And and champions do come from all, all walks of life, yeah. mm. you know, literally from a famous comedian to just brilliant people in the community.
0: Yeah, yeah it's- Brilliant. Well, it's
1: been an absolute pleasure speaking to you
0: both. Thank Thank you you. so much for the work that you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the work you do, June. Yeah. Yeah, Well, well, it's fun to know one. Yeah. And what's great is with the stuff that you guys do, it's so empowering and impactful but it's fun yes and there's not enough fun no you got to have fun you got to have fun got to have fun and on that note thank you so much thank you thank you, thank you. so to find out more about how NatWest supports female led businesses all you need to do is search NatWest women in business online bye